You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Are You Screening podcast. I'm your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, uh, we have 8,000 things to try <laughs> yeah. to cover. Yeah. And uh, we're not going to do it, <laughs> probably. It'll Some, be fast. Something's going to yeah. fall by the wayside. But we got three movies uh, to catch up on, and then actually kind of four, uh, because we're also going to do The Irishman, even though you haven't I've seen, seen it, it yet. yet. Um, but it is out if you're in the right place yeah it, right. it is it's out the, at this point yeah um but it's out it's on netflix on i want to say the 26th yeah it's like something right around there uh i'm pretty sure it's the 26th anyway what a, but what it's a weird deal it really is i've and been reading a bit more it's about such it it's a, really messed up it's such a, a crazy strange thing that it's uh you know netflix just saying okay fine we'll sure. have a theatrical we'll release do that. then yeah. and and uh you know, somebody's pissed at Netflix no matter what they do, right? The, yeah, they're right. pissed because they don't have a theatrical release. Then they have a theatrical release and they piss off the theaters because they don't want to have this giant window. They're yeah. like, fine, we'll release it. Uh, but then, boom, it's going to be on right. Netflix there you in go. 20 days right. or, you know, whatever. So, anyway, but uh, so we got the Irishman and uh, we got Zombieland, Gemini Man, and Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah. And uh, the the weird thing, actually, Terminator. So Terminator, I'm not going to get into the review not exactly, right? right? But you know, it wasn't super awful, right? <laughs> right. No matter. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. That's a great it, way to it, start. It wasn't bad. I, I'm not saying that. This isn't super. I, awful. I'm not saying that even reflects what my opinion is. No, e- I know. even if I loved it, I'm just saying. Right. It's not like everyone universally hated it or anything like that. But it is like in the same boat all of a sudden with Gemini Man, where it's going to lose a, a ton lot. of money. A right. Lot. And it's, and that's why I say it's not horrible because, right. uh, you know, if something comes out and it's terrible and everyone's saying it's garbage, then if right. it doesn't make any money, well, you then, know, you could understand, you right? Yeah. But people are giving <laughs> this at least middle of the road reviews. Not, m- not many people that I've seen are saying they've, completely hate it right yeah uh and and overall i think it per, it's getting pretty positive reviews um, mostly yeah they're not, they're not like, great no they're not, no one's saying it's 10 or yeah. you know whatever but mostly pretty good and still right it's it's uh supposed to lose the last thing i heard anyway is it's gonna lose about 100 million yeah and it's like yeah and now here's Netflix, <laughs> <laughs> right? Making a movie and they barely release it. Yeah, it's such it's a it's turning into a really weird weird world for movies. Uh, it it's like why? <coughs> Excuse me. How does it work for Netflix? They've got the Irishman with anyone you could want to have to pay a ton of money mm-hmm. to be in your movie. Yeah, in a big three and a half hour. Uh, you know, it's not like a super expensive movie right. in some ways, but in other ways, uh, you know, it takes forever. There's a lot of sets. There's a lot of visual effects. There's a lot of money adding up, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, 
and they give it a theatrical release and act like they don't care if it makes any money in the theatrical release. <laughs> like it doesn't mean anything. Like, uh, you know, Terminator's going to lose a hundred million. Netflix might not have released it at all. Right. What would it mean to say that it lost or made anything? Sure. It's like, right. it's like, how do you know what counts as how much the movie made anymore? Right. Like there yeah. are movies. The whole reason we have the problem or the irritation by everyone is that they were having movies that did not get a theatrical release. Right. How do you know how much movie that made? Right. What does it mean right. to say it made anything? Right. right? It's, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a messed up, crazy world. Ever since, this was just a couple of years ago, ever since, and I think it was Manchester by the Sea that started it, yeah. at least in my mind, and then Roma last year, yeah. I, I saw something like this coming between non-studio backed films that right. have a streaming service. And I'm like, it's just a matter of time before someone pisses in that pool and just says, well, tough. Right. Guess what? We'll just do it on our own thing, and the studios will yeah. die on the vine, you know. And they're like, "Well, not yet, but what an interesting like skirmish it's going to be." Yeah. And this is maybe the first salvo of it, but just reading all the back and forth about what they were negotiating for, and just being like, "Are you guys kidding? Like, really? We're not the Jetsons yet. So what right. do you what are you in the future that hard for?" But anyway, I don't know. The, that's weird. The whole thing is it's is just really bonkers. strange. Yeah. Uh, okay, so before we get uh, too off track here, um, right. I did want to talk about that. I want to uh, real quickly just throw out uh, some ideas, I guess, about uh, Apple Plus came out, right? Oh, yeah, right. You, um, and uh, not that I'm going to you know, seriously review shows right now or anything, right. but the, the big three, the biggest three things, there's actually four, but the fourth one, I don't know, doesn't count as much to me for some reason because they're not pushing it as hard. But yeah. uh, the big three are like the morning show, the morning report, whatever the hell the show is called. Yep. Uh, C that yep. has uh, Jason Momoa, Momoa yep. and uh, is about the blind future apocalyptic thing, and Dickinson. Right. Uh, those are like the three ones that they're really pushing the hardest. Yeah. At, at least that I've seen. Um, so. Uh, C is getting universally panned. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen anyone who liked that yet. Yeah, uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen a remotely positive review of that show yet. Yeah, and uh, and they're right. It, it's it, <laughs> right. it's really bad. It's it's a it's a goofy kind of bad that is hard to <laughs> it's hard to put together. And like I was I was telling you this uh, the other day when we saw the movie. Yeah. Somewhere in there, there's kind of a cool story. Yeah. And, you know, if you watch it on fast forward, I guess, like you right. get this, you pull the story out of it and right. not have to sit through all the other stuff. Yeah. There's kind of like a good story in there, but it is so weirdly done. Is, and, it, is it because they've made a story around Jason Momoa or is it just the story is just, you know, what it is and Jason Momoa happens to be in it? The, you know what I mean? No, like sometimes it's, he, a, he just happens to be in it. Okay. It doesn't need to be him. Because sometimes at, they do this. All. They're like, you're hot. Yeah, Let's yeah. put you in something. And you're like, all right, I'll, right. I'll do it. You know? Uh, no, it's not. Okay. But it's such a weird thing. It is like uh, you're surprised to see this. It's like you go back, I don't know, a decade or more or something. And uh, not like xena warrior princess because that's mm -hmm. even farther back but right. you know they the, for a while there they were making these goofy shows they're starting to do it again on like the cw and places yeah uh where they're kind of goofy or like sci-fi network yep 
But you know, like back in the day when there was like Merlin, yeah, the, the, like right. that, like right. it's like it. That's a bonker show, yeah. right? Right. But it wasn't horrible. Right. Uh, like I didn't hate that show. <laughs> no, it was but okay. mostly, it was okay. mostly why? Because it was totally not taking itself seriously. Yeah. And that's what all of these shows do. Is you know they're kind of being a little bit serious, maybe. Right. But there are there are like four or five shows I could think of on sci-fi right now yeah. that are in the same boat. Right. Yeah. They're goofy. They're sci-fi. Yeah. They're not acting like they're doing Shakespeare, right? right? They're, they're just not, having fun, right? They're not. They're not producing the show as though right. they were telling some great it's story. It's not for the time it's capsule. Huge, That's what I always think. Right. Of, it's you know? it's not some huge <laughs> dramatic thing that they're doing. Yeah. And this show is. It is <laughs> this like you want to see it now. It is like man. I skipped it. Yeah. And it, it's bad enough. I, I like the I like the idea in a theoretical way of this whole. Uh, universe of people who are blind. Like right. Everyone is blind. Right. And they have been for hundreds of years, right? Right. I like that theory. I want like 10 blind people and like 10 or 20 experts on blind people right. being in charge of everything that right. happens and having like the no-go option, like yeah, having like the right. final veto no on yeah. some stuff. Yep. Because they do these fight scenes and like all this stuff. And you're like, look, man, yeah. I'm all for the blind <laughs> and being able to do stuff, but yeah. you're being goofy now. Right. I mean, it's it, right. there's a lot of it that's goofy. Anyway, um, Dickinson's really good. The Morning Report is kind of getting bashed, and yeah. a lot of people are saying negative things about it. And I don't know. I like that show. Yeah. Uh, it's... Which is big coming from you because I it's know who you do goofy. and don't like. It's kind of goofy, but it's it's a fair amount of fun. It's basically Matt Lauer mm-hmm. turned into a TV show, right? right. And uh, you've got the um, good parts of Matt Lauer. Y- you've got the uh, <laughs> the good parts of Matt Lauer. Yeah, you've got like uh, like the show starts with he gets fired, right, uh, because of sexual harassment, yeah, allegations and all this stuff, and. Uh, apparently a bunch of people come forward. Who knows, right? But yeah. his, so he gets fired, and then we have to deal with that. Right. And and he and his co-host, Jennifer Aniston, have been on the show for like 15 years. And uh, she gets basically like shocked with the news. Right. They give her no warning. And now from her to her potential replacement to all the people who work behind the scenes to the executives and all the producers and all that stuff like everybody has to like scramble like yeah. everybody is scramble which in a way it's very interesting in another way it's like how long can this show last like, right yeah right. <laughs> like eventually now it's interesting again just in a different it, way right like yeah. eventually they have to do some kind of massive <laughs> reinventing of like what's season 2 like we Got through the storm. That's the whole thing right. the show was. Yeah. But anyway, uh, but the first episode could be a little bit hard to get through because it's so much establishment and it's so much. Uh, he did. He didn't. We hate him. We don't hate him. Right. The we have to watch th- him get pissed at the world and I don't know everything. There's a, just yeah, like yeah. so much trying to throw all these characters at you and all this establishment that. It's a maybe a little bit rough, but it's it's a hmm. it's an interesting show. Yeah. I mean, it's and it's not a show that is like targeting me, right? <laughs> You're absolutely all, right? not the one for this. Yeah, uh, but anyway, so uh, check those out. 
uh, you know, Apple Plus did a little not surprised. pay me to talk about their shows or anything. Yeah, I'm actually a little surprised you even sat down to check it out at all. Yeah. Because you're not, you know, you're not a big fan of some of the people in it. And to me, unless it's like the only film we're going to do that week, you just look at your stack of things <laughs> and you're like, well, I got stuff. Right. I can watch anything, you right. know. So that's, that's interesting. And I do have to say, Jennifer Aniston is pretty good at it in it. I don't like her at first. And then she sort of grows on you. Billy yeah. Crudup is in it and is great. Yeah. And um, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Mark du- Duplass. Yeah. Is is in it and he's really good and he's he's a weird feature in the show too because if you are a big fan of his and watch all the stuff he's done like forever. Right. Uh, the show oddly the most feels like him. Huh. Like it feels like yeah. Oh. A movie he made That's or cool. something. Yeah. It's it's because uh, it's there to a certain extent. There's kind of this weird indie, like we are going to really tear all these characters apart kind of feel right. to what's going on. You know, so yeah. it's weird. Um, but Reese Witherspoon is awful, and <laughs> she's awful in everything. Yeah, you can find out where to contact us on rescreedy.com right. but she she just I, I don't know man she just can't act i just don't believe her as anything and the worst part is the show kind of kicks off with she's at uh, a rally like a protest thing for yeah. like coal miners or whatever and she goes off on this guy right and that goes viral, and that's how right. we know about her at all. Yeah. Like, that's how she, because she's at some tiny little, you know, affiliate station, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so that's uh, how she gets into the mix is that she goes viral. And I didn't believe a second of this whole thing that she does. Right. That's her viral Too video. Fabricated, I'm like, yeah. give me a break. That Anyway. Sometimes um, sometimes I think of the mailbox for Are You Screening. Yeah. Looks just like that meme of, think the, about that. of the guy sitting out at the Kool-Aid stand that has an opinion and says, change my mind or fight me. Like, right. that's what I imagine the, the inbox to have an avatar. And yep. you're just like... She sucks. Fight me. <laughs> well, she you know? does. So. Uh, all right. Anyway, so before we get to these three movies yeah. that we're going to have to do really fast, yeah, which okay. I sort of feel like we can do really fast. I, <laughs> I do too. I don't right. think there's going to be. Uh, I wanted to go uh, through stuff that's coming up because, right. uh, and it hits me now to especially do it because we've been telling you all year that the whole year sucks. Right. And all of a sudden, there's a bunch of interesting stuff to look at, including some stuff that's kind of smaller. Yeah. There are a couple that I think might really like take off and surprise people, right? Well, um, also, because holy shit, it's November. Yeah. Like, how did, I mean, it's, that's it. It's, We're at the end now. Like, that's so there. weird that it's November. Uh, so next week, uh, and there's. There's plenty of stuff to see right now, especially if you are in a place where you get the smaller releases and stuff right. like that, like uh, the Lighthouse. Yeah, uh, you got to go see, which we don't have. But right, <laughs> we don't right. have in our area. No, not it's yet. It's funny because uh, it says it's in wide release, and what it means yeah, is like it's bowl. wide release, right? Right, right. <laughs> the widest release it's going to have. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but definitely check that out if you can get to it. But coming next week, uh, we got Doctor Sleep. Jojo Rabbit is like in a wider release, like Man, serious wide that. release. They're pushing um, that hard. Uh, Midway is coming out, oh, yeah. which, you know, Midway is a weird one because I'm not a war movie guy. Yeah. I just don't 
unless you've got some real serious shtick yeah. to why I'm watching a war movie, right? Like a war movie that's really just literally mm-hmm. here's what happened during the war. Right. Like I'm out. Yeah. I, like I, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Um, but this one actually looks a little interesting. Some of the huh. stuff that I've seen. This looks like maybe it's actually a little right. interesting. I don't know. It's kind of like... Um, Again, that's weird coming from you, so... It, it's kind of like Dunkirk, right? Yeah. Even though I didn't end up loving that movie. Right. And it was... I mean, it had its own gimmick, too. But yeah, for the most part, it kind of was just, this is what happened, and here's yeah. the war. Right. Even though it had its follow this one guy and his magical ability to survive right. gimmick, right? Yeah. And I didn't love that movie, right? Right. But I kind of appreciated it anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it it had something that it was doing. And, and it, it was, was trying to do it. Yeah. It was really, and it was earnest about it, yeah. And I feel like Midway might have yeah, maybe. something like that going. Anyway, and then there is uh, Playing With Fire, which I don't even know if you've seen this, but it's like the fire station. There's kids. Yeah, it's it's like the it's like the family movie, like the default option. Like all this stuff is coming out that you can't take your kids to. Right. So boom, we're gonna like Guess this. What? Yeah. This seems like a movie that was on the shelves for like a year and a half. Yeah. And then they said, "We'll wait for our moment. Like we'll pick our spot." <laughs> right. They're like, "Oh, Doctor Sleep and Midway, Jojo yep. Rabbit." Boom. Pick up like, the phone. There now, it is. Now. Right. Yeah. You, now we gotta stick our family thing. Yeah. And this looks like you could go either way. At first glance, this looks really goofy, and it's like John Cena, and he's a fireman, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of kids, right? Yep. But this one, I'm looking at this one, and I'm thinking this might surprise people because it's also got. Keegan Michael Key yep. and John Leguizamo, right? Who do not do every dumbass thing to come out, right? It's true. Like they they are not people who just show up and go. I don't know. Someone right pay me. So to we're going to Hawaii this month. Let's go or right. whatever. Yeah. Right. Right. So I'm thinking maybe there's something there that's worthwhile on the family. So the front, supporting cast right? validates this in a way. Right. Yeah, I get right. it. Uh, we'll see. Maybe. Uh, okay. And then the week after that, uh, we've got Ford versus Ferrari, The Good Liar, and The Report. Like yeah. all in one week. So weird. The that's, Report is coming out. That's going to be a weird one to try and figure out what you want to go see if you are uh, a cinephile. Yeah. And want to see all the things that might be getting awards attention. Yeah. Right? You might be in trouble for what to pick there. Yeah. Um, and The Good Liar, I'll tell you, I I did was not looking forward to that for a long time. Yeah? And then I saw, like, a lot more of it. And I saw a lot of more clips. They're releasing, you know, new trailers and stuff like that. And, yeah. And now it looks kind of interesting. Uh, as soon as we saw the – well, as soon as I saw the first trailer for it, I thought right after Mr. Holmes, that's the film that Ian McKellen probably should do. Right. Like it just looks like, right. hey, guess what? We're going to do another, like I'm old, but I can still do some shit. Right. So watch this. You know, it's that like kind of Red thing. 5. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It, it looks pretty interesting. And then the week after that, uh, the week after that, you're screwed. I'm just going to tell you right oh, now. Oh, man. Why? What's this? So you got Frozen 2. Okay. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Okay. Knives Out. Okay. And then you've got two kind of smaller things, but things that I think are probably going to be pretty interesting. One is Million Little Pieces, which is uh, the book, and it's Aaron Taylor Johnson. 
uh, Giovanni Rabisi, Juliet Lewis, Billy mm-hmm. Bob Thornton. That one could really take off actually yeah. just because uh you know it's already popular it's it's got at least part of its audience yeah and if it's actually good right if it's actually a, a good <laughs> yeah representation of the book right yeah. um so i know a lot of people love the book they did right this was like this is speak of old stuff this was james fry fake book that oprah pushed forever right uh isn't this the book that i don't know oh I'm pretty sure this is the book that I don't know Oprah, the Oprah pushed, Oprah and then it turned out. Then it turned out he made the book up by believing that it was supposed to be a real autobiography of his struggles. Pretty and sure I'm thinking the right book. Maybe, and then they t- and then they all discovered that he'd made up the whole thing. That none of it really happened to him. And I think Oprah had him back on. This is so weird to use Oprah as the litmus test yeah. here. But Oprah had him back on to say, "Hey, I made you a book of the month, and you screwed us over. Right. Now defend yourself." And he, I think he just sat on a pile of money and went, "Whatever." <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think that was satisfactory for if I'm remembering it right. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of books. So. Anyway, but that they made that forever ago too, right? Like that's been, if I remember right, that's been done for a couple years now. Probably like they just never released it Probably. for some reason. But anyway, sorry. Anyway, uh, and then the other one that is a really weird one that I think might be like the super surprise of the year. Yeah, at least critically. <laughs> I don't know if anyone will go see it, but it's called Little Joe. And it's uh, Emily Beecham and Ben Wishaw, which uh, I, I can't all, all. all I need is that Ben Wishaw's in it. I yeah. love him. He's great in everything I've what ever is seen. Ben Wishaw? Him. What, where, uh, his name's familiar. He's he was the non Q in like the last couple of James Bond movies. Oh yeah. You know, oh yeah. He's where great. he goes, we don't do gadgets. He's great, but he's also yeah, he's been awesome. in a lot of British okay. TV. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he was in uh, I think it's called Eleventh Hour. Yeah, a really popular yep. TV. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, he is always he's been great in everything I've seen him in. Okay. So it's some weird kind of sci-fi movie where like mom works at some plant where they're making flowers that are like DNA modified or whatever. And basically what they, the premise of the movie is they make this flower that will make you happy. That like makes people happy. That right? sounds great. So it's like you take care of the flower, whatever the flower allegedly, I don't know, like releases something, yeah. whatever, it, whatever. That's creepy. Flower pheromones or yeah, whatever right. the hell it does. Yeah. Right. Um, but supposedly it like makes people happy. And so she sneaks one out of her lab and takes it home to her kid. Yeah. And then hilarity ensues. Right. right? Then like this sounds bad, great. Bad things start yeah. happening. This sounds awesome. And, uh, I haven't heard about this yet. That's, that's, and that's with, awesome. Uh, with the people who are in it, there are not giant names apart yeah. from, uh, I mean, Emily Beecham and Ben Wishaw have been around the block yeah, right and you'll wreck- but there's not like giant giant right. names or whatever right. um but it looks really good if it gets a release and huh. gets like some people behind it that or sounds cool yeah i, I think that will wait probably surprise people so wait i got a question you don't like you're not looking forward to even on a small level tom hanks as mr rogers i, I know you're not looking forward to frozen 2 electric boogaloo or uh, knives I, out. I knives out looks fun. I am looking forward to all those. That's oh, why okay. I said. I thought, I thought you were leading up to it. That's why I said this is, this is the understand. week where you're screwed, right? Because I, I thought am, you were. I am totally looking forward I to knives it. out. Right? I took your. This is where you're screwed. Is to be in like 
good luck trying to find a thing worth seeing this week. And <laughs> no, I'm like, wait no, no, a no. minute. What are you talking no, about? This looks opposite. great. The opposite. I'm you sorry. I, go see everything I misunderstood. That week. Okay. Um, yeah. That's because that sounds like a lot of fun. I, I am everything. not super looking forward to the Mr. Rogers movie. I'm, I'm just uh, curious about it. I mean, yeah. I'm, Tom I'm, Hanks I'm again. I'm kind of curious about it. I'm kind of curious as to basically like why it's a movie. I know that we want to make a movie and go, <laughs> right. We are honoring right. Mr. Rogers and look, yeah. here's a movie. Right. But still, I don't know. Is that a movie? Like, I like Mr. Rogers as much as the next guy. But right. Do I want to watch a movie about him? I don't know. And actually, <laughs> I am kind of looking forward to Frozen 2, um, especially yeah. because of some interviews I've seen with, like, the directors and uh, some of the oh, really? artists who work on it. Yeah. Um, that the hints that they give about what may or may not be great about it. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so that's right. what's coming up. That, I mean, I'm psyched. This is This is one of my favorite parts of the year. It, we we talk about summer and summer is like in February now, but the moment we get past Halloween and all the crazy Oscar push things come out, like that's I get I get super psyched for that. It's gonna yeah. be a lo- it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a crazy end of the year. Okay, yeah. so the Irishman, uh, we have to talk right. a little bit about the Irishman, and uh, you haven't seen it. I yeah. went to uh, the premiere in L.A. Yep, and uh, which was an awesome time. Uh, if you get a chance to go to movie premieres, I highly yeah. recommend it. Right? Um, it was a lot. Of, it, it, it was fun. It was a horrible experience in one way, though. Right? Because uh, I think I told you this. We went to the movie. The movie's supposed to start at a certain time. Oh, and yeah. it's like it, I mean, it's the premiere. Like, sure, the this, legit, like, yeah. full on premiere, it, right? Yeah. And uh, and so we're in the we're in our seats, and the movie's <laughs> supposed to start at like time X, whatever, like seven o'clock or whatever right. it was, and uh, and we're sitting there, and it's like a half hour later, right. and we're just still sitting there, right? right. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so finally, um, <laughs> Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, Ray Romano. I mean, many other people, they all come up and they're like, oh, hey, right. watch our Thanks movie. Thanks for being here. Hey, yeah, for whatever. Right, right. And then finally it starts and it's like a half hour at least later. It was like right. 30, 40 minutes late. And it turns out it's because Robert De Niro had not shown up. And I'm, right. and I, I will throw that down. That's what I heard. That's why. Sure. So right. too bad. Deal with it. You're right. going to be late then. Right. Right. Uh, which normally I wouldn't care, right? Right. But it's a three and a half hour movie. I was just going to say it's only an hour and a half long. <laughs> What's it to uh, you? Right. You know? Right. Most movies, yeah. I wouldn't even care. Even if it's a two hour movie, because you have to be used to that now, but it's yeah. three and a half hours long. Right. And you're starting a half hour late. <laughs> right. I mean, now I'm falling asleep yeah. by the time this movie's over. And as if it weren't bad enough that's three and a half hours movie, it's not a quick three and a half hours, right? right. It's just, it's well, you're not joking. It really is you, three and a half hours. You know, it's Martin Scorsese. Yeah. So it's right. like a slow movie. Right. I mean, it's either the departed or really, really slow. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's right. all you get anyway. Wow. Uh, so I did go to a press run. So I'm going to, I'm going to say, uh, just to throw it out. Cause I'm not going to do like a huge thing. I ended up giving it a seven. Right. Yeah. And the main reason, uh, is because, you know, I'm not going to go into everything, but the main reason is because it just didn't feel like it had the point that it could have had. Right. It didn't have. And the weird thing is, 
the things that it seemed like it actually wanted to say. Yeah. It didn't say at all, right? Yeah. Which is so weird, um, especially for me for a Martin Scorsese movie. There's a part. Um, so Robert De Niro is this guy, and it spans decades. And the whole aging thing is horrible. They right. did this uh, special effects stuff to age them exactly like they did in Gemini Man. Right. <laughs> right. Which it's the same thing was, when, when we see young Will Smith in Gemini Man. Yeah. And if you've seen that, you know that looks goofy. Right. <laughs> it just does. It just looks goofy. Um, I can understand it a lot more in Gemini Man. Yeah. But you take um, – you take 50 year old Will Smith and make him 20. Right. And it's a little bit too much gap, right? In right. the Irishman, there are spots where we have huge gaps because at certain points, Robert De Niro is supposed to be really young, right? Yeah. Um, and, and that we see that at the beginning and it's horrible looking. Then later, we want to make them eh, 10 years younger. Maybe twenty years younger, because I mean they're old guys, right? Yeah. And and we do it to all of them, right? Pacino and Pesci, and they're all getting aged. When it's only a little bit, it's not bad. You don't yeah. really notice it too much. Right. It's it's they're just smooth it, out some al- wrinkles. It's almost like we could have just done it in makeup, right? And you yeah. know we've been doing it for years, and we know how to yeah. make you look younger. But when they do those big gaps, it's horrible. But anyway, so it's like his life of getting involved in the mob, getting closer and closer to Jimmy Hoffa. And basically, like, the whole point of the movie, I guess, if we're having, like, themes, <laughs> right? If, right. If, if, we're gonna go if that Martin route. Scorsese yeah. actually has a point, right? Yeah. It, it's kind of like this inner turmoil that ultimately gets shoved on Robert De Niro. Yeah. And stuff he has to do that he really doesn't want to do, and he really has no choice. <laughs> and basically, he has gone through this whole movie. You know, he got... it's. It, it's weirdly like the opposite of Goodfellas in a way, right? Goodfellas starts out and it's like, I always wanted to be in the mob. Right. Yeah. And now I am. And now, and right. then I got into the mob and I got my in and I'm like, wah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hooray for me. I'm in the mob, right? <laughs> right. And this movie is like Robert De Niro sort of stumbles into a connection to a guy who's a big shot in the mob. Yeah. And the big shot in the mob is like, hey, you want to work for me? And Robert De Niro's like, I mean, uh, (laughs) what do you say here? Yeah. (laughs) Right. And then it takes over his whole life and that's what he does for his whole life. And and like the whole movie, he's kind of like, um, I mean, I guess this is what I'm doing. Right. And then we get to the end and now he's got shit. He really doesn't want to do. Right. 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 Whatever. So like, that's kind of where we're going, but we've also got this whole other thing where it seems like he wants to, really have this whole thing about uh, De Niro's family and how his oh. his daughters basically figure out what he does right. and understand what he does and stuff and don't like it. Yeah. And at the, at, I mean, it jumps all around in time, but at one point he's like in a nursing home. He's really old, right? That sounds and he, great. And he's kind of telling his story. Yeah. Right? And uh, he hasn't seen his daughter in... 20, 30 years, who knows? Because right. she finally was like, I'm out. Yeah. You know? And it's like we're supposed to be invested in that part of the story, except what they do is like you 
frequently say on the show, right, is like show don't tell, yeah, right? Right. Except that's not what happens. Basically, yeah. they just they leave it to you to understand that if you don't talk to your daughter for thirty years, that would suck. Right. But all they do is go, well, I haven't talked to her for thirty years. <laughs> that's great. I'm out. That's yeah, that's, that's great. my emotional yeah. portrayal, right. whatever. Right. I don't know. So it just and that's weird. and plus it's in a movie that's three and a half hours long, if you want to do something, do it. You have you got all the time. Hours, right? <laughs> there is a spot in the woods that we stared at for like a minute that um, we could have not for right. could have trimmed it up. <laughs> you know, whatever, yeah. right? We, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, and there's this whole thing where they're taking this road trip, and you keep jumping around in time, and it's uh, it's like Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci and their wives when they're fairly old, yeah, are taking this road trip to go you know, whatever, go to some wedding is like our theory of the road trip. And it's just, it's all jumping around in time and it just never kind of comes together. I yeah. don't know. So anyway, there's, there's a lot of stuff in the movie that's really good though. Yeah. There, there, it, yeah. there are a lot of really good parts <laughs> or be. this, or this would have been like a three. Yeah. Right? If it wasn't for the fact that there were a lot of scenes I really liked, there are a lot of parts, Joe Pesci's awesome in it. That's cool. Which it's funny to hear all of the interviews they've done recently where uh, like De Niro <laughs> says he basically had to like force Joe Pesci yeah, out, of, out retirement of retirement and demand that he make this movie yeah. because he's really good. Yeah. And De Niro's really good. There are a lot of parts in the movie where De Niro is is good like by not talking. Yeah. And those are some like really good parts. Yeah. And there's a lot of like fun moments too thrown in, but man, uh, the overall it just yeah. it can't come together. I'm just cackling trying to figure out how long would a movie have to be and how bad would that long movie have to be for you to get up and leave with like Scorsese and De Niro and Pacino <laughs> right. in the audience right. in the back watching the film with you. Like right. I wonder <sighs> like when you're walking out and they're like, "Hey, who's that guy?" Where you think he's going to get more popcorn? I don't know. He's putting his coat on. Like, what is this? You know, that would be cool. I want. I just. I'm thinking. Like, I guess four hours. It would be and it'd kinda, have to be, be over kinda, half of it. Would have to be really bad, right? You know. But I mean, I. Th right. I think you'd just be on your phone. And you know, the thing is know? too. Uh, with the beginning of this movie, the beginning of this movie sucks in a, in a way because we see the worst parts of the, yeah, of the effects, right? And and it's just it's kind of jarring, yeah. And it's weird that they don't give you a better lead in. Of, yeah, of just boom. The, instead yeah. of instead of going all the way back to the beginning right away, where that's what we have to see like really quickly. Right. But the first like hour of the movie is really good. Hmm. Uh, that's that's the definitely best the yeah. best part of the movie. The first hour you're watching the movie, going, "Holy crap! Huh, okay, you're like this is going to be awesome, right?" right. And then it just starts. Well, it's interesting. It starts ticking down a, a bit. Yeah, the longer you're watching it, you're like, okay, right. all right. Uh -oh. There, there's a lot of parts where, and and you know, the other thing that's weird is that Ray Romano should have been in the movie way more, and I don't know why he wasn't because we had time. Right. But all of the parts where Ray Romano's in it are great. That's cool. he's really good in it. Yeah. And you just interesting wish yeah that he were in it a little bit more because right. he's really good. Oh, that's cool. Um, but you know, a lot of the, the overall story is good and yeah. it, the, you know, it's based on a book that's really good. Um, yeah. which is the exact same story basically. Right. Uh, anyway, but it just didn't come together. It's just, it's not, 
I feel like it's right in line with a lot of other Scorsese movies I've seen in the last Yeah, it's weird because I was just going to say, this is not wholly surprising for the stuff that I know, you know, with you through Scorsese's things. But, and I've always been a little bit, I've always been at least a little bit to a lot more warm towards his stuff than you. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I'm going to see it anyway, but it'll be interesting to see. I probably won't argue with the length of it because of course, three and a half hours (laughs) is still three and a half hours. It's just too long. But I wonder if it'll have a different feel for me, but. Right. Um, that's cool. That's really cool. Uh, anyway, but uh, definitely go check that out now. Here's the special treat. Is uh, So I, I was at the oh, press yeah. conference after uh, the show aired. So the show will go on a little bit longer because we'll stop at regular time. But I'm going to uh, give you a taste of... <laughs> If you've never been to a press conference, it's funny because uh, it's, I I don't know, it's kind of interesting because people don't go to press conferences. Right. And people think that they see press conferences, but they don't. Right. Right. Uh, What they see are like junket interviews, which are very different things. Yeah. Um, When you go to like a junket and you get interviews, when you see stuff on TV and it's like, here, we're interviewing this guy and the room is black except for the logo and and there they're sitting and there's people. Right. That's a whole other thing than a press conference. And if you go to press conferences, uh, the first thing that you know is that you rarely talk actually about the movie. Right. Like specifically. Sometimes you, you know, something weird about the movie and then that's all anyone will ask about. But uh, people ask about a lot more varied things and you don't necessarily get an answer to the actual question that you asked because right. people just talk. Right. <laughs> right. So we have a good example of that. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to play it. Uh, we're going to play this clip for you. This is Al Pacino uh, telling a goofy story about when he was 25 in the actor's studio. And the question, uh, it's kind of hilarious because the question <laughs> posed to him for some reason because yeah. it's really stupid. Uh, the question posed to him was uh, to have so Martin Scorsese was there, Al Pacino was there, Robert De Niro was there. You can hear you can hear Martin Scorsese talk a couple of times, and he's laughing during, during he's gonna, the thing, yeah. right? Yeah, and he's laughing. Um, but the question was, uh, this guy wanted them to talk about uh, what would have been different of the mo- about the movie. How would the movie process or whatever been different if they had switched roles? So Al Pacino is Jimmy Hoffa. Robert De Niro is uh, the main the, the main guy that we're yeah. focusing on. Like if we had switched them or whatever. So it's kind of a goofy question. But then Al Pacino just jumps in with this story that has nothing to do with anything because, as he says, he wanted to tell the story. Yeah. So uh, here is a clip of Al Pacino. Can I answer that? Please. Oh, finally, a question that I got a, um, um, a parable for. I'm so ready now. Sorry, guys. That's all right. Anybody got a pillow? No, no. Here it is. I was at the actor's studio, young man at the actor's studio. I was about 25 at the time. And I had, I was too shy to do a scene there. I've been there for about six months and I'd see people and I would be sitting watching and then I'd go home, and I didn't know anyone there. And, and, and then I finally signed up to do a scene. Because at the studio, you have sessions. I'm sorry, this is going to go on. I'm not going to do it. No, keep I'm going. Gonna, it's i got to slow it down. And <laughs> so I'm there. And then, and then I had the scene, and, and I was going to do 
uh, Hickey from Eugene oh, O'Neill's yeah. Iceman Cometh, and Hamlet. Oh. I wrote it down. And it was my turn, finally, to go up in front of the great Lee Strasberg at the actor's studio, the, you know, the hallowed actor's studio, with all these people who sit out there. And what they do is you do a scene, and afterward, they sort of, they don't, like, criticize it. They discuss it with Lee as the moderator, because it is for professionals. It's not an acting school, the actor's studio. So anyway, I, I went up there. And Lee Strasberg was sitting where he sat in the front, and you go up on this stage there at the studio, and he said, wow, this is, first of all, he said, Al Pacino. He pronounced my name right. That, I, that never happened. <laughs> I went to a whole school, a public school, and they never, Pacini, Pacuno, Pacani, that kind of thing. But I said, he's pronounced my name right. I, you know, he's a great man. So. I went up there and I did a monologue from The Iceman Cometh, which I had done all my life. And I did it and it was over. And then I turned around and I started Hamlet. <laughs> oh, what a rogue. Because he said, he looked at the card, he's Al Pacino, Hamlet <laughs> and Hickey from The Iceman oh Cometh. God, he said, all right, let's, let's, okay, let's go do it. And I got up there and I did Hickey, I did it all, and then I turned around and I did Hamlet. And he said to me, stop the class, he did, I mean, it was quiet, and he said, all right, I want you to do Hickey as Hamlet, and Hamlet as Hickey. Wow, there you go. That's great. Right? That is great. What did I do? Immediately, I went into Hickey as Hamlet, and Hamlet is Hickey. Oh, I did them both. <laughs> and you know what he said? We take in all kinds here. And the audience was standing up cheering. <laughs> so what happened is I did both parts relatively well, I guess. But the point is, that, that, that's the point. You, you inspired that story. I'm sorry, but it's good. It's, is it, does it answer it? Does it answer it? Thank you. Thank you, David. I've been wanting to tell that story for years. <laughs> finally, finally, I've been. Okay. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> so that happened. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know if I want to talk about it, but it's it's a it's a hilarious. Clip. It was so funny. It was so awesome, and I wish. And I I think there might actually be video. I'm I might try to see if there's video oh, yeah. that I can put up. So that I will put up uh, this podcast on the website, and I will see. I think I can get the video of this story as well, so you can watch it. It's funny uh, you don't want the video told. of Pacino, though. Well, uh, like what you want, but, is but they're the best right part. next to each I know, other, right? I know. It, it'll be all of them. If, yeah. if the videos up you just there, want I, to show the reaction. I have, I have some video, and it, <laughs> it is funny. One of the best parts of that story, and now that you've listened to it, you can kind of try to imagine is the best thing is watching Robert De Niro. Watch Al Pacino tell this story. <laughs> That's it cool. Hilarious. So, um, well, I'll see if I can get the video to put up on the website. Anyway, uh, so we've got to get through these movies really quickly. Yeah, and uh, I think we can do it. So, Zombieland Double Tap. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, and in the quick version of doing all these movies, right? Uh, I gave this one a four. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
And I don't, I don't know. I don't need to go into the details of that. Not too deeply. Uh, I guess before uh, we get your reaction and see how much you loved it or whatever. But uh, this, this might have really been uh, a case of, I had fairly decent expectations that I was going to not necessarily see a great movie, but have a really good time. Right. And I did not. Right. (laughs) So the end result of that is four. Right. Well, you liked it more than I did. Uh, wow. I was it. I've struggled. I, when I originally walked out and we were talking about it, I wrote down two and a half. Wow. Um, I've sort of gotten up to three and that's as far as I can go. I, yeah. You know, it's weird. It's, it's, it sounds like a short film. It's an hour and 40 minutes. It's probably eight minutes of credits. So it's about an hour and a half long. And for me, it was like you said, I, I couldn't believe they were going to do a sequel to it anyway. Right. And then I heard a bunch of stuff with, Woody Harrelson talking about things and he just said, you know, we've been trying to do this for many years. We just, the story wasn't right or the timing wasn't right, but mostly we were waiting for the story. Right. And he sold it in every interview I'd heard him do for some other things that about the story. And story. he's like, now we got the story and it sounded great. So we got everybody back together again and we had a blast and I think it's really great. And right. I watched the film and I thought, this is, this is like when you play that telephone game where you tell somebody something and it goes around the room right it's almost like they ran the telephone game through a movie because basically this is the same movie as the first one it's just brief choppy cliched it's not original there's no personality to it like it runs the same theme and all the jokes and all the things that they set up are either so pat and patronizing and condescendingly stupid in a way that the other one was kind of thoughtful. Right. You know, like they had the rules and now the best thing they can do in this one is just have blonde jokes. Right. And she's not bad. They, yeah, she's not they bad, have, but the film is just such a waste the, of time. They have, yeah. It is it is funny that he was selling the story. And yeah. this is, so I did have some fun with some of it. So I wasn't mm. at, quite as low as you, but it's not like we're real far apart. We're not and, that far apart at all, but <laughs> anyway. I'm, I'm more venomous um, towards it because I just thought it was You know, the really thing is, uh, you're going to sell the story. First of all, there is no story at all. There isn't. Uh, the only thing that sort of counts as a story is the one girl runs away mm-hmm. and we have to chase her. Right. Which is not a story. Right. It's like a genre. Right. <laughs> it's, right. It's not any kind of story at all. Right. Yeah. It's a, like a quest. Yeah. Um. But all we did, really, as far as uh, creating, you know, the script, is we threw in a blonde, yeah, so that we can make her be really incredibly stupid, uh, and we can make fun of that for a while, yep. And then we can not only make fun of that, but making fun of the fact that Jesse Eisenberg, right, is interested in her, yeah, despite how stupid she is, yeah. Um, despite the fact that there's hardly anyone left in the world, and right. it's like you take what you can get, right? I but, get, yeah. Um, but we make fun of her, and we have the uh, the, the like doubles, right? Because you see Rosario Darson, ev- uh, yeah, eventually, and then there's doubles, and then I'm like, that's right. There's not quite it. Jesse Eisenberg, and he doesn't have rules. He has commandments or whatever. Right. And yeah, and, Luke Wilson and whatever the guy's name, and, and they're uh, they're the yeah. same yeah. person. At this thing so we can look in a mirror and go pa look how goofy they are right. or something like that and like really that's kind of it yeah like that's 
that's the only element. And then there's running, there's shooting, there's we make it to the big camp. Monster trucks. And, and there's a really uh, like donkey thing. And I, so re- I really kind of hate that they even went here, right? But especially in the world we are now with zombie stories and films, mm-hmm. we've got like the big pacifist compound. Oh, yeah. And it's Melting just... Melting down all the guns. Yeah. It's yeah. just so... As soon as they start with that, I'm like, ugh, I'm bored. Like, I mean, it's just... It's such a goofy thing. But even still, it's... It never becomes a story. Even... And not that... This thing is getting more conversation than the thing deserves. Yeah. Also, you know. But even at that point, I don't believe Wichita and Crenshaw and everybody that's got their weird name by, you know, where they're from. I right. don't for a second believe the Woody Harrelson is actually very paternal towards um, the girl that runs away. I don't for a second believe he hands over his guns to have them like melted. He just puts I them by that either. tree and he's like, watch that. We'll be right back. I don't and then believe they go he, in without. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't just, believe he does that either because just, he has a bunch of guns <clears throat> yeah. and they're like, you have to give us your guns. And I'm like, I bet I don't. Right. How about that? <laughs> right. How, how are you going to stop how me? About, how I'm about king. this? I'm coming in. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, bring You're me all some telling grapes. me yeah, that right. you have gotten rid of all <laughs> your weapons. Right. And they, and they've got nothing. Like they, they, don't have anything. they literally, not only do they not have any weapons. It's not like a bat or nothing. So they're but, swinging. There's nothing. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, not, with kindness. not to get any more emails oh, than I, I need. Right. But not that they are only without weapons. Right. They are without anyone who has the slightest chance of using a weapon if they had one. It's like, right. They, right that commune. Lo- they're, is, they're like a poet commune. It, yeah. Where you couldn't give him a gun. It, so as right. soon as he stands up and goes, no, actually, I'm in charge. Right. And you all do what I say. They got no one who would even stand <laughs> right. up to him right. for a second. Right. Not to think it out. It's so, it's so bonkers. And I'm, I'm okay with a film that really just goes through the elasticity to the stupid. I'm right. okay right. with that. I like a lot of dumb movies. But... You just, you had, I mean, for one that's so ironic. actually be funny. Right. And for (laughs) one that's so ironically based on rules, you can't just break your own rules because you don't have a better idea. You should have sat this movie out and waited until you had a much better script. And I'm, I refuse to believe this was the best script they could get. No, this is, uh, this is like purely a vacation movie. And I'm sure, I'm sure Woody Harrelson had a really good time filming it, but that's what, that's what this movie is. And I'm sure it was really fun to be on set with everybody. It's just having a really good time filming it. I, I hated this film. I can't believe I only gave it a three. But like you, <laughs> but like you, there are places where I'm like, all right. There, yeah, you know, there it, are some not, parts that are It is not that the worst fun, film I've right? ever seen. It's not the most disappointing film I've ever seen. Or this year, it's just really irritating that it had to be so stupid. Yeah. And ineffective. So. All right. So that sucks. Uh, so that's Zombieland. Gemini Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so Gemini Man, I got to tell you, Ang Lee... Right. Yeah. I feel like Aang Your boy Lee's shtick at yeah. this point, like his theory, right? Yeah. I feel like Ang Lee is himself like stuck in some Philip K. Dick short story. <laughs> yeah, you think? Where his point is to make movies as bad as he can and see what happens. Like he's like 
That's an interesting. I I, that's, I think he's doing. I think basically he's like trying to M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> he's his, trying to out his way. M. Night. Yeah, he's tr- <laughs> but he's like, what if I do it on purpose? Right, right, like, right. Yeah, he's like, Let's I'm what, going yeah. to make super bad movies. So this movie, um, Will Smith is a hitman uh, who's uh, to a certain extent aging out. He decides to retire. Yeah. Um, the movie starts out with him taking this shot at a guy on a train, and then he's really unhappy with himself because right. he hits the guy in the neck instead of right directly in the head where he's aiming. And I'm not sure what exactly it is that's going through anybody's mind when they're writing this. Yeah. But it is literally an impossible thing to do mm-hmm. in the first place that he does. There is no one who's ever been able to do anything remotely like that. And yeah. yet we just like do it. And he's like, eh, I hit him in the neck. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure what's going on. Like at the beginning of the movie, when you watch him take this shot, it's sci-fi. Yeah. Like he needs to be augmented right. already. Right? right. And so does the bullet. It's got to be a smart bullet. <laughs> right. Cause that <laughs> right. thing's going or around he, some things. Yeah. Right. Right. But, and they keep talking about it, right? Yeah. Like he's like a mile away or something like yeah. that. And he, and plus the train is moving like 200 miles an hour or right. more. Twisting. He's, he's got mean, a guy on the train yeah. who can tell him exactly how fast the train's going. Right, right. right. So, because he's got his app where he goes, this is how fast I'm moving right now. And your target is sitting in front of me or something. Yeah. Right. So that he can go, okay, I have to make my slight adjustment for Super, shooting 287 yeah. miles an hour instead <laughs> right. of 280 miles an hour. Right. And there are like, <laughs> in the history of the world, right, there have been this maybe like five people who could have hit something yeah. just at that distance. Right. Never mind any not of, moving, any of the other twisting. problems yeah, right. that are going on, right? Yeah. And even then, like not with that kind of consistency, right? right. Like you would still never take that. So already right. the movie starts out and I'm and I'm thinking, oh, this is a different movie than I thought because he's robot man to begin with. Right. And then they go, no. Right. He's just a like, man, dude. What? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway, so they we cloned him and, you know, whatever. Hilarity ensues because he yeah. gets attacked by his 20-year-old self and that's right. all the stuff that you've seen in the trailers. Um, so all, all of that to lead into the fact that I'm going to say there are some parts in this movie that I kind of liked. Yeah. Right? And if not for those parts, like this would have been zero because <laughs> it's just as dumb as it could be yeah. just in everything about its presence and everything that's <laughs> everything that's a fight scene in this movie yeah is ridiculous like there are fight scenes in this movie where people beat each other more <laughs> Than when we were watching Terminator. Right. right. <laughs> and I'm like, but that dude's a Terminator. Right. You're yeah. just 50-year-old Will Smith. Right. And, he, and you're taking like more punishment. Anyway, um, but there are some parts in the movie that I liked. And actually, here's a really weird thing for this movie. There was kind of like some dialogue oh, that I liked. I thought you were going to say, you've seen it again. Like, no. I'm like, what? Yeah, I've seen it like I've three seen more it twice. times. Yeah. No, there, there was there some, some like dialogue. dialogue in the movie that I thought was like really fun. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, it's it starts off like so cheesy. And then, so he 
goes to his friend and his right. friend gets killed. Right. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. I mean, it's <laughs> like when his friend gets killed on the boat, right? Yeah. It's like a cartoon of James Bond is yeah. like the level of plot that we're working with. If we took James Bond and wanted to make a cartoon out of it, which, by the way, why the hell has no one done that? Right, right. But uh, but it's just, it's so goofy. And you see the people like fall into the water and stuff. And I'm like, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it was great. So uh, anyway, I give, a, so just based on those slight positives, yeah. I gave it a one and a half. Oh, I had you at two. Well, but it I was wasn't that far off. It was so, yeah, I mean, that's as close as you can get without that's being right. I'm right, right yeah, right. Uh, but man, it was so bad. There were, and there were parts that were okay. And you know, when he, every time he's with, I can't remember her name. Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Yeah. Mary, that, yeah. That, I think that's her name. That Mary sounds Elizabeth. right. Um, yeah. Whenever he is with her, yeah. I was like, God almighty, that's make great. that movie. That's great. Because <laughs> everything, every, yeah. When she's around, I really like it. And when he's with her and whatever, whatever they're doing, except for like the fight at the end when she gets captured, like. Parts of that are okay, and then parts yeah. of it are really stupid. Yeah, but parts of it are okay, so that's right. So that's like I a mean, win for right. this movie, right? <laughs> um, yeah. But when they're together, I'm like, God, you know, I would watch the movie of just yeah them yeah doing something completely different <laughs> right. or whatever. I don't know, but so those parts, you know, are are okay, but overall horrible i like now i didn't even let you get a chance no i like it's all right because there's not a whole lot to say about this either you said i don't actually disagree with anything you said there i liked it a little better i like the action stuff just a little longer which might have just been a couple minutes longer and some of the earlier stuff i think when we walked out i said it is a two-hour movie and it feels much longer it's weird the, the last half of the film feels very long um and i liked about 80 percent of what i saw in the first hour the second hour, I think I only liked really about 20% of everything that happened after that point. So I gave it like a three and a half. You know, I still I still found an awful lot of stuff to complain about. It's it's really in love with its own effects. It's really in love with a story that is much more condensed than it needs to be. They just it was almost like the only way you could get the rights to this is if you made a two hour movie. Right. And you had to have Ang Lee do like so we Ang have Lee's to get more. <laughs> Ang Lee, if you're in an elevator with Ang Lee and you're only going up to the third floor, it's got to feel like an hour. Like right. the guy just stretches time in a way that makes no sense at all. But there is stuff that that is really fun. Getting away from the beginning of the movie, like you said, I I always think of the scene, I always I always blame the best scene that did it you know, at least in my mind, the best in Lethal Weapon. Mel Gibson's talking about how the only thing he's ever been good at is shooting guns. And he's telling Danny Glover once when he was in Laos, he was like 19 and he did a guy out from a thousand yards in high wind. And he goes, three, maybe four guys in the world could have did that shot. And he just stares at him for a second. And he's like, I'm one of those guys. It's all I can do. And it's great. And now everybody's like, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll just make him shoot someone from five miles away. Right. He'll, he'll kill somebody on the moon. You know, right. just tell him the wind. And it, it's so lazy storytelling, but on and on. It, the visual effects are great until you stare too long at digitally affected Will Smith. Yeah. And they just, they don't have it yet. They're getting no. really close. What What is it? The Forbidden Valley, that thing that the Hidden Valley, whatever they call it, where you're looking at a digital replica and it's close to looking human. Right. It's almost there, but full on like from front facial like recognition he just looks 
like wrong. It makes my dog right. bark. Like right. that's not right. a man. That's something else. <laughs> right. From profiles and action, it actually looks kind of interesting. But there's a moment, and we talked about it, there's a moment on these bikes where they're fighting. And instead of just highly trained soldiers going at it, now you got Neo versus Agent Smith again. Right, right. And it's just, it, it just makes a weird switch into a gear I'm it not ready for. It just becomes nonsensical so, in the things that they do. every single thing that's great about the film happens around... Mary Elizabeth Winstead and the other guy, uh, I think his name is Victor Wong. Oh, he's yeah, not, yeah, he's yeah. not in much, but he's great. No, Every single yeah, moment that great. they're all together or there's a combination of them together, the movie's really fun. Yeah. The problem is they're only together very briefly. Right. And it suffers and, a lot. And from whenever that. you have, so, you know, Will Smith clone, yeah, it gets weird. And you know, the, the worst part about it for me, so like I said, in The Irishman, yeah. Sometimes it just looks horrible. Right. And and you just have to and the weird thing about that one is I feel like there's no reason to do it. Right. When when you have to have him be as young as you want him to be, yeah, right. you know, get somebody else. We've yeah, done yeah, right. this before. We'll right? believe it. We, yeah. Right. <laughs> like we're we're on board with right. just get somebody who kind of looks like him yeah. and go. And even not you know, just whatever, tell me that's right? him, you know? Yeah. Right. And uh so it's it's unnecessary and it's goofy looking. But it always looks like Robert De Niro. Yeah. Right? Right. In this movie, there like sometimes it really looks like Will Smith. Right. And you're like, okay, that's younger Will Smith. And right. sometimes it doesn't. Right. It really and I'm doesn't. Like, and I'm like, wait, Who, what's that? happening? Yeah. There's one time where we sw- we suddenly switch gears and change scenes, and then we're looking at him, and I'm like, is yeah. that supposed to be him? Right. Like, it I can't, really doesn't yeah. look like it's, yeah. it's just weird. And, and it's weird. I love Clive Owen. Um, and he's in it and he's very wasted. Yeah. And even totally though he gets, wasted. even though he gets more stuff later, but it was, uh, it was Benedict Wong, not Victor. There's a different Victor in the movie, but that's where I messed it up. But right. anyway, I, I skip that. Yeah. Watch that when it's free on TNT or something. Or not. Or skip. Anyway, that <laughs> or that not. was awful. All right. Yeah. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, so. We're kind of running out of time here, and I don't know that this movie needs a whole lot. Anyway, yeah. Um, the weird thing with this one, right? Yeah. Now, the last couple of Terminator movies, people have not loved. Right. They've been uh, not that great. Maybe they weren't both as bad as everyone says they are, right. although they're not good. Right. right. They're, they're right. not real good movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now we're kicking back off with some more Terminator for right. God knows what reason. <laughs> yeah. Right? And basically, uh, this is just like a reboot. I mean, it, the it's yeah. we've gone, it, and not only is it kind of like a reboot, right? Like they say it several times, right? Because yeah. Linda Hamilton is like, she's me, right? Right. And it's there's a part in the movie where Linda Hamilton starts just staring, right, and saying like, she's me or whatever. It's mm-hmm. not him or whatever. And they're trying to kill her and blah blah blah. Where you almost imagine that she's going to stop for a second, break the fourth wall and stare at you, right? right, And go, do you get it? Right. Right. She's me. And we're going to be done now and she'll (laughs) go forward. Right. Like it's, it's so weird. And I could not quite get into Linda Hamilton. Um, at, At this point in this story with, Everything else the movie is trying to get me to buy. Yeah. But anyway, uh, this one is uh, kind of a weird cop-out, too, in the story where they're like, aha, you did get rid of Skynet. Right. But 
Skynet happened anyway. Right. It's just that it's called something else now and a slightly different, like the future is just always going to get to that point. Yeah. No matter how many times you change it, it just means that in a slightly different way, maybe at a slightly different time, some dumbass is going to make a computer right. that's going to turn on everyone right. and we're going to get there, right? Right. Uh, and so a Terminator comes back, uh, even though I guess they're not officially called Terminators. They're called other things. Yeah. And we just keep calling them Terminators, you know, right. whatever. Anyway. And uh, he's got to take out this girl. And so uh, Linda Hamilton gets like the secret code to show up and save her. And then, you know, we're on the run. And we're just, I mean, it's the same. Guess what? It's the same ball game as the first movie. Yeah. And that happens. Um, So I actually liked it, um, except that it kind of just kept pissing me off, you know, (laughs) in a lot of ways. So I, I gave it a six, though. Wow. It was uh yeah. It was like That's fun enough. It was fun enough and the things that I didn't like, I could ignore a fair amount of them. Yeah. Uh <laughs> and it's kind of like you got at some point you got to I think rate it uh, as we have talked about how we rate things like, you know, like for what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. If I felt like when I was leaving this movie, I felt like if I give it any less than like six, then at that point, basically what I'm saying is that just like theoretically, I don't like the right. movie. I right. mean, you know, and I'm like, well, that yeah. wouldn't really be fair because it's not doing any more than that wrong, right. really. Right. Um, it's just being what it is. Yeah. So I gave it a six. I'm at six and a half, and it's not that. It's not really that much different. There were there's a lot of stuff in there that just kept bugging me. But the strength of the the strength of the whole thing, it's good to see Linda Hamilton back in the role again, even though it's weird. I'm watching the first twenty minutes of the movie when she's in it, looking at her, not as Sarah Connor, but I'm like, Well, that's Linda Hamilton. Right. And she's acting again. Look at that. Like I'm re- I'm really not watching the movie. I'm watching right, right. I'm watching the actress who's in the movie. And I feel like that's a bit unfair, and I couldn't stop doing it. And I'm a I'm a big fan of the original and the second film that she was in. Um, but it was it was just good to see them. It was good, like it kind of felt like you know, let's get the guys in the car. We'll go one more time around the block, right. you know. And it has, like you said, it has that feeling of we're passing the torch. Really, Schwarzenegger's probably not going to do another one. Linda's not going to do another one unless they pop up like. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis does in a Halloween film right, like once in a right. while. But in a weird way, it made me think of Halloween, too, how they kept, like, just facilitating this transition that sometimes felt very natural and other times was so heavy-handed. Yeah. The other cast, the other women that are in it, uh, Mackenzie Davis and I'm blanking on the other woman. It's embarrassing to not remember. I thought they were great. I thought they did a really good job. The strength of the franchise for me has always been keep it simple, stupid. You know, there's somebody after someone and there's somebody trying to protect them. Now, do it. And in this, they just kept sprinkling all these weird things in that unnecessarily complicated stuff. While at the same time, there were things in a a boardroom where I think someone had to say, you know, and no offense, there's a small spoiler here, but someone's like, well, how did the Terminator live so long? How did Schwarzenegger do it? Oh, he pretends he's a person. Well, I mean, don't they go get groceries and have sex and do all these things? And there were these things where like, oh, well, we'll take care of that. There's a sentence for that and there's a sentence for that. Right, Move on. Right. And it feels brisk and not in a way that a computer would read it to you because that's what's really happening when he's asked these things. But it just feels like 
it just feels rushed in a weird way it, when other it things feels weren't. it so, feels goofy and it and basically what just it feels uneven, like what it feels you know. like is very James Cameron. Yeah. Because when yeah. when somebody you know is involved in the movie and goes Yeah, but oh, oh, okay James, but what about right. this? You know, James Cameron goes, "Ah, shut up." All right. Like yeah. I I'll right. do I'll do right. what I want. Right. And Tough. it's yeah. just he he doesn't uh he doesn't apparently. Right. right? Like you know, change anything. He's like, yeah. this This is what I think works. And we're going to ride with it. It yeah. works good enough for me. And yeah. just because you have a complaint about it, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. I would have been more okay with Arnold Schwarzenegger if they didn't live in the cabin yeah, in the right. woods. I know. Right? I if know. he was with this woman, be, because he says they don't have a physical relationship or whatever. Right. Like, if he was with this woman just to, like, guard her and protect her, <clears throat> didn't necessarily live with her, mm-hmm. didn't live with her in a remote location, yeah. y- you know, whatever, then yeah. it's a little more believable. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, that's, I don't know. That's not, and the, there were, there was a, I mean, we're, we're over. It doesn't matter. I, you know, I'm at six and a half. Nothing I bitch about is ever going to change the way I feel about it. But there's a million small things too, that are annoying. Just like he's sitting there telling them about his life and he's petting a dog. And I'm right. like, dogs hate terminators. They, right. they don't right. hate bad terminators. They hate all terminators. Cause they know that you look like a person, but you're not. Because and he, that's the he's story made this, that you've already right, told us. And he's made this right. mistake before, too. And I'm just like, God, you're not really paying attention to your own story mythos. But Right, because he doesn't care. Thank God. <laughs> right. I, I don't know that he has ever done it. But in my mind, I believe someone has eventually questioned James Cameron. And he's just looked at them and went, who made Titanic? Right. Shut the fuck up. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, it, it's, it's fun for what it is. I'm so glad that Schwarzenegger isn't in it more. Right. Like having having a guy who's in his seventies do a bunch of like this physical stuff that you need, you're either gonna CGI and it's gonna look horrible, or you're you're just gonna be like you, you don't move like that. You're supposed to be right, a machine right, that can right. do whatever. So they use him effectively. But it, like, yeah, it's in a, actually in a good way. In for a good way, is, sure. It's absolutely effective. Right. And the relationship between he and Sarah Connor is actually kind of interesting. Right. And and you know, there it's I I feel like uh that was actually kind of overplayed, right? It's it's uh, forced. I, I think yeah. she I think she does it too much, and not like her, but like the yeah. character, like right. what obviously yeah. Jane, you know, yeah. obviously what they want her to do. Right. I feel like that's too much, especially when it's like you know it's decades later, right? Yeah. I feel like either you're you're committed to the idea that this is just a toaster, right? Or right. you're and not, that's it. Right. right? Like, right. it's just making toast, man. Yeah. And you, how much do you blame the toaster? Right. right? I mean, anyway. Yeah. Uh, like, once he's not trying to kill you, right. it's kind of over. It's that, right? yeah. You're like, like, let it go. Well, it, yeah. you know, he didn't decide right. or whatever. Anyway, I don't know. You got to go, like, one way or the other with that, yeah. I feel like. And I anyway. think it teeters. It's uneven because yeah. it teeter-totters yeah. a bunch. But. And, but so there's a lot of fun. In it, I think, but the problem yeah. for me uh, is that the the actual overall story doesn't make sense. Anymore. No, it doesn't. Uh, the, in the first one, it does. Yep. Now that we're in the second one and we're in this whole other world, and somehow we got the ability to send somebody back in time to protect you. Yep. I mean, just go kill the people who invented right. the thing in the first place. Like we've That's lost that. touch with. Yeah. Our our need for this story to work the way it does, yeah. Especially because she's actually not interesting, right? Like we don't really need her. You kill her, somebody else is going to step up, right? It's not like a magic 
potion yeah. that she has. And it'll be within where, a second. Like, oh my God, she died. And then, right. Whoop, like, who are you? Like, I'm from the future. I know this happens. You're <laughs> like, well, Jesus, like all we're going to do is this forever. Right. You know? It's yeah. yeah. So it's like, you can't think about the story and yeah. that's, that's a little rough. You're just supposed this to popcorn. Point. Yeah. In the first right. movie. Right. If there's some stuff we shouldn't think about, then fine. But right. you're making like the 10th movie yeah. of your series. Right. Maybe somebody will think about what's going on <laughs> in the story. Right. That you or maybe made. not. So anyway. All right. Uh, so next week. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't even know. Probably Dr. Sleep, Jojo Rabbit. I don't know what we'll yeah. en- end up doing. Uh, maybe both of them. Who yeah. knows? Um, and we're probably getting to the point where we will be uh, moving Cruising. more advanced A lot of them. Yeah. Uh, through things. Yeah. Uh, but. Anyway, so next week, at least, probably Dr. Sleep. Sure. Uh, so thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, I do have to say the clip that we played is courtesy of Netflix. Yep. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.